Monday and Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. We are live here at the Dignity Health Arizona Cardinals Training Center. It is Wolf and Luke on a big red Monday, Wolf. And it is impossible to look at the, the start of this season without looking at the actual starts of games. And, you know, we've had this conversation on the air, off the air. I'm sure you've had it with others. I've had it with others as well. That that just sort of nagging feeling that this has been a carryover from last season. Where I think that may have some credibility or why I think people feel that way is because of the slow starts. That was sort of a, a trademark of the way last season ended. And it's been... It's been bad yeah. this year. The last time, I know I've said the stat, but the last time they led a game was all the way back week 18 against the Seahawks. The last time they scored first in a game was when Zach Allen picked up that fumble against the Seahawks and ran it into the end zone in the first quarter. Oh, that is incredible. They're, they're, they're starting all of these games behind. You know what's amazing about it as well is go back and look at the first 12 weeks. Again, we've talked about it ad nauseum, of course, in the offseason, but go back and look at this offense. They always got off quickly. They had the lead, the vast majority, if I'm remembering that correctly, the vast majority of the time the Arizona Cardinals got the lead and they were playing with a lead. Um, Ten and two coming out of the gates, and they were quick starters because it was so cool to see that. Remember, the opposing team could not stick with its run game. Yeah. They had to actually become one-dimensional themselves, which I thought actually played into the hands of the Arizona Cardinals at that point in time because of guys like Chandler Jones, because of guys like J.J. Watt, who could then just rush the passer because the Cardinals were playing with leads so often. We've seen it from both sides with this team so distinctly over the last season plus three games. Which is why it is so confusing and demoralizing, frankly, right now that you don't know why the Arizona Cardinals offense can't start quickly. This is Cliff Kingsbury after the game. He was asked, why are you still struggling with uh, with fast starts? That's something we've got to figure out. Um, you know, like you said, we, we've addressed it. There's no doubt. Maybe, maybe we're talking about it too much, but um, we've got to find a way to to be better early. Uh, they asked him about uh, the issues in the first 15 minutes of games. Just consistency for whatever reason, you know. It's all of us, coaches, players, play calling. I don't know if we're trying too hard to call the perfect play and, you know, do too much. Um, but it's just been one thing, you know, after another. So we got to get it figured out. All right, Wolf. So you obviously played in the league, and, and I know – I know where you're going to go with this, but I think it's it's pretty insightful, honestly, as as how not to place blame, but this is only week three. You're one and two. You're a game out of first. Now, <laughs> you haven't looked good, so let's let's not pretend that everything's fine. And oh, you're only a game out of first. I'm not saying it for that. I'm saying like you can still turn things around this season, but you got to be honest with with what the problem is. When you see a team starting slow, are you looking at that and saying, okay, the play calling, whatever they've scripted at the start of the game, isn't good? Are you looking at that and saying the coach? Needs Needs to motivate the players? Or are you looking and saying, if you guys are professionals, you should be you ready know, when the game starts? You know where I'm going to fall on that. I do, one, but I want to hear you say it. Exactly. Um, listen, there's a lot of fans that are out there, and a lot of fans will point to the start of games and whether or not a team looks like they're ready to go and ready to play. And I understand this. I, I really do. Um, from a fan's perspective, you should be. Why, why are you not intense? Where is that urgency? You should be ready to go right 
right from the get-go. I blame the coach if you're not ready to go. And I would say to you, that's wrong. Blame the player if, in fact, the players come out and they don't execute. Blame the player who's not playing well. Because for the most part, once again, I believe it's the player and not the play. You should be able to call for the... These are professional schemes. These are NFL schemes, offensively and defensively, that every team is running out there. It's about the execution. It's about the player actually performing his job and doing his duty, period. As a former player, I cannot ever look at the coach and say, it's your fault. That's why we, you didn't prepare me and you didn't prepare our teammates to be ready for this. That, that is such a cop-out attitude. It makes me want to start swinging. Because there were guys inside the locker room, not a lot of them, but a handful of guys inside the locker room that felt that way. Blame the coaches for them not going out and being prepared to do their job. Okay, for me... I didn't even think of the players blaming the coaches. <laughs> that would be I'm a real I'm just issue. telling you. So, again, that's my, uh, on, that's my take on these starts. I look at the guys inside the locker room and I go, what are you doing? What are you doing? And honestly... It's in all three phases right now. It's not good enough. But so how much of this, when you watch these starts, and look, it's not, I'll, I'll pull up the numbers here. I mean, each of these games, you know, you're, you're down yesterday. Yesterday, you were actually closer at halftime than you've been in a lot of these games, down only 13-6, like you said, but it felt like it was worse. Last week, it was 20 nothing Raiders at halftime. The week before, it was 23-7 to Kansas City at halftime, but it was 14 nothing like halfway through the first quarter. Um, when you look at this, are you looking and saying, okay, these guys aren't, like emotionally, mentally ready to play, or is it actually some of the play calling? Because obviously the play calling would have to fall on the coaches, but I tend to agree with you in terms of motivating guys to be ready, like emotionally fired up to start a game. That's on you at this level. I would say that's even on you to a certain extent in college. Ask yourself this right here. Have we seen that? Have we seen that? Guys who who the intensity level was lacking coming out? I would say start with the Kansas City Chiefs game. Well, the whole team, it felt like. The whole yeah. team. And guys were talking about it after the game as well. Talking about, we didn't have that sense of urgency. Uh, that I, I okay. That um, just gives me a headache to hear. I, I understand. Week one against Patrick Mahomes. How are you not? You don't have a sense of urgency first in that of, situation. First of all, I stood and applauded these guys who had the courage to get out in front of a microphone and actually say it. Because it doesn't make them look good. It doesn't make their teammates look good. It makes nobody look good. But how many times have you heard me say, you got to tell the truth. If you want to get better, you've got to tell the truth. If you want to correct a wrong, you've got to tell the truth. You've got to be able to face it. Tell the truth. Overcome it. Get better. That's exactly yeah. what they were doing. And right now, it looks like it's still there. This laissez-faire approach to starting games, that might be an overconfidence issue. I don't know what don't it is. Think but this team's overconfident I, look, I know, anymore. but when I look at the offense and the guys on the offense, I, maybe they need to be terrified, and maybe that's what Cliff Kingsbury was doing, going for it as many times as he did on fourth down. Boy, that number, you and I were looking during the break. The Cardinals have converted 12 fourth downs this year. Or 10 fourth downs, they've converted 12 third downs. You've almost converted as many fourth downs as third downs this 
stunning. And, and the percentage, is. the percentage is obviously much different, right? On fourth down, they're converting seventy-one percent, and on third down, they are converting like twenty-seven wow. percent. Um, that's obviously an issue as well. That has nothing to do with starting slow, but it's certainly not helping. All right, it's your turn when we come back. What is your biggest frustration with the Cardinals through these first three weeks? Give us a call six zero two two six zero nine eight seven zero again six zero two two six zero nine eight seven zero. I'll kick it off. The the way they've handled Isaiah Simmons and his play has has been my biggest frustration, Wolf. But we'll take a, a listeners only meeting next again six zero two two six zero nine eight seven zero. It's Wolf and Luke on ninety eight seven FM Arizona Sports Station. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Big Red Monday and Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Alright, it is time to take some calls here on the uh, what you saw from the Arizona Cardinals yesterday. Listeners only meeting here. Wolf, you ready? We're going to do this. We're going to go out. Uh, I suggested your biggest frustration. I mean, you can talk about additional stuff, but let's go with the biggest frustration right now. Like I said, mine is uh, is just with the way Isaiah Simmons is being handled and the way he's you know playing. Uh, it's not like it's all on, on, the, on the team, sure. but it, I didn't like the way you basically hide him in the preseason. He comes out, he has one bad game against the Chiefs, and everybody has a bad game, and now we don't see him anymore, except to come in and win them the game at the end of game two. Um, Wolf, I, I, I have to gather that yours is probably the offense right now. There's no doubt about it, Luke. That's exactly what it is. The offense right now needs to be so much better. It was going to be the strength of this team, and it is not. All right, let's go out to the phones. We'll start with David in Scottsdale. You're on the Wolf and Luke show, David. Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, love the show. First time caller into your show. Thank you. Appreciate you guys a lot. I am wanting to talk about Coach Kingsbury. To me, he is a college coach. He cannot adjust to the defenses. He continues to call the same plays. His play calling is predictable. His timing is horrible. I can't count how many times we have had to waste a timeout because he's sending in a different play and different package groups for players coming in. He needs an OC or he needs to be the OC. But to me, it is unbelievably frustrating when I know what play is calling and I think we need to get away from the wide receiver screen because he calls way too many of them. All right, David, I appreciate the call. Look, I, I know that the one of the biggest fears among Cardinals fans, especially after that loss to the Rams in the playoffs last year, was if teams figured the Cardinals out. Yeah. Yeah, which is one of the reasons why I would continue to say, blend the old and the new. I'm sorry you're you're sick and tired of hearing it. I'm sorry, but that's what you got to do, in my opinion. In like today's to NFL, it. that's what you got to do, because you have to be able to do either or to win games. Uh, back up to the phones. Let's talk to Dan in Glendale. Dan, what's going on? Hey, what's going on, guys? Love the show. Thanks Thank for the you. opportunity. Yeah. You know, I think uh, I think the biggest thing here is is you talk about culture. It's all the little things, and we see all the little things that come to play in the game. You know, being a coach, you understand that it's your preparation, it's your daily routines, and it just seems like their daily routines and their daily practices are not up to par for what to be at this level and you see it in the games with the clock mismanagement with the personnel mismanagement and letting Kyler make the call on the fourth down when Kingsbury should have kicked the field goal was a true true uh, kind of uh, you know kind of feeling for where this culture is at 
Dan, thanks for the call. Um, you know, look, here's the thing, Wolf. Cliff's a very detail-oriented guy. Yeah. But it's hard to argue with the fact that the team doesn't look detail-oriented, certainly not for a full 60 minutes in these games, definitely not for the first 15 minutes. Yeah, and, you know, once again, uh, game decisions, it's critical. Game management is critical. Um, There were a couple of times I was wondering what was going on out there myself. I mean, just the fact you didn't kick the field goal at 11-29. Cliff, I think, was challenging his offense, trying to jumpstart his offense. Even that late in the game, um, I think he was trying to do that, but yet you have to just sometimes look at math and say, let's kick the field goal, and then it's a one-possession game. And, you know, there were other times as well that I had my questions, but... Uh, <laughs> You know, it's a different era in the NFL, and there are different reasons for why they do things. Yeah, and, you know, it's sort of like what Dan just said, too. Typically, NFL team, you're, you're looking at individual plays and you say, oh, they should have done this differently. They would have won in week two, or they would have won in week three, or whatever. Like, and I, I'm not saying that that's not still the case with the Cardinals. Obviously, that's an NFL team. We're going to have those discussions. But it does almost feel like there's something bigger that's just off. It's not, It's not okay, well, like, like yesterday, when they go for it on fourth down at their own 20, early in the third quarter, and it worked, and that's fine. They ultimately got a field goal out of that drive. But if it didn't, yeah, I would have been ripping my hair out here today. Like, what are you doing? The game was still in, in striking distance. What do you get out of going for it right there, even if you convert? But it, every time we start to talk about one or two specific plays, I just keep thinking, like, would that have actually changed? Would that fix everything? It almost feels like there's a bigger issue right now. Uh, back out to the phones. Let's go to Gordy in Phoenix. What's going on, Gordy? So I'm watching the game yesterday on the last possession we had, and we got like three minutes left in the game, and I'm wondering where the urgency is in the game. These guys are walking up to the line on a two-score game. You know, if, if you get in and score somewhere close to two minutes left in the game, you got a chance to make a stop, and these guys are just walking up to the line. Didn't even look like the same team that we that played in Las Vegas last weekend. So I'm kind of questioning the motor on this team right now. All right, Gordy, thanks. Yeah, Gordy, you know, honestly, that was one of the other things I was going to talk about as well, and we will ask Cliff this very thing right here. There was 6.47 to play. Um, they were on their own three-yard line, and they were down. It was a two-possession game at that point in time, and they weren't moving. And I'm wondering, <laughs> you know, it's, it's the one thing we have seen this team do, an awful lot of it is tempo, 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 and, and more tempo. And, man, I, I, I don't know. It almost looked like they were playing for a touchdown and then the onside kick, which, you know, once again, it's not high percentage. It just doesn't seem to be the smart way to go. And we'll ask Cliff about that, what he was playing for. Yeah, Cliff will join us in the uh, final hour of the show, as he does every Monday. And, and certainly we have some uh, some stuff to talk to him about today. Uh, but it, it the offense, Wolf, and, and I know the offense hasn't looked good yet this season, but we saw it look really good at times last year. It almost feels like a sport sports car that just can't get started, right? Like, you can't take it out on the freeway, you can't go drive it anywhere, and it just it isn't working in the city. They just cannot get on any sort of roll other than the end of that game against the Raiders. But let's also be honest, most of that was Kyler Murray doing crazy stuff. That, again, you can't, you can't rely on that. Back out to the phones, Lester in Mesa. Lester, you're on the Wolf and Luke Show. Hello, hello. I'm going to give you my quick opinion and then one point. The statement is this. Good offensive line, good quarterback. 
bad offensive line, bad quarterback. And my statement is two times in the past three games, uh, in their first possession, they've had short. Short and short yards and third down, first possession. They passed both times, didn't hit either one of them. The tempo is set right there. That's it. All right. Thanks, Lester. I think, you know, Lester said it all right there with that sigh in the middle of everything. Yeah. <laughs> he was just like, <sighs> I know. Yeah, we're all there with you, Lester. You know, honestly, um, they looked out there and they thought to themselves, man, we got a matchup right there. We got a matchup. AJ Green on Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> you know, once again, and, and they, it was press. Jalen had walked up and was pressing AJ Green, which many times you'll convert that route into a fake. Just yeah. boom, go and throw it up there. And, I thought Kyler could have put more air underneath that to AJ Green, but you got to give Jalen Ramsey credit too. One of the better corners in the National Football he League. He was everywhere yesterday. He went down and you know he made a play on the ball right there. Um, yeah, I would have been a lot um, more happy if, in fact, they would have lined up and tried to hammer it on short yardage in that situation and try to give James Conner an opportunity to pick it up. Well, and here's the thing too: I know that that you are you're big on. Okay, Okay, third and short, hammer it with, with what you have. Well, they have a hammer. <laughs> this is not a couple years ago when you had David Johnson where when he would he would get touched, it just seemed like he would go down. You have a battering ram in James Conner, and you have a, a mini battering ram in Daryl Williams. I'm not saying they're going to get it every time, but it, it does feel like at times they're almost overthinking things on offense. Let's, uh, let's get one more. Sean in Scottsdale. Sean, you're on the Wolf and Luke Show. Sean, you there? Yes. Yeah. What's going on, man? Going? Hey, I, I saw a couple of, a couple of things. Uh, running shotgun snaps on short down situ- or short yard situations is frustrating because now you're snapping at what five yards back in the backfield. Now you have to pick up six. Um, I also don't think Kyler Murray can see the middle of the field very well. He throws it outside a lot, but I also don't think they let him roll out to see the field better. So it's I don't know. It's just frustrating. It sucks. <laughs> All right, Sean. We appreciate the call. That was, that was very succinct and solid. <laughs> hey, buddy. You know what that was? That I might mean, be the honestly, call of the year. Uh, yeah, you know that sucked buttermilk. <laughs> it's just frustrating. It sucks. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you've listened to this show for any length of time, you know my feelings on uh, going into shotgun when you need like half a yard and you hand off six yards behind the line of scrimmage. Um, it works sometimes, but it doesn't work enough times to actually win games consistently. All right, uh, appreciate the calls. Thanks to everybody who uh, chimed in right there. If you didn't get through, you can text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. We come back. All right. It's another loss. What did you see from Kyler Murray against the Rams, though? We'll get into that next. He didn't seem real happy after the game. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM Arizona Sports Station. Love you, bro. Big Red Monday and Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Hi, welcome back to the show live from the Dignity Health Arizona Cardinals Training Center. Uh, Wolf, Kyler Murray. I don't know. How do you how do you assess Kyler Murray's performance yesterday? I thought Kyler Murray uh, was not the reason why the Arizona Cardinals lost that game. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I got to be honest. I didn't think he was the reason they lost to the Chiefs. He didn't do a whole lot to prevent it, but I don't know that any one player could have. He's the reason they came back and beat the Raiders. And I was telling Maloney this before the show. The way the way my day went yesterday, I didn't I didn't go to the game, the Cardinals game. Yeah. So I watched it 
but I watched it in you know how the, you know how you watch the game for the show a little bit differently. Sure. So I watched it and then I heard his post game comments and I'm, I'm specifically referring to this one. And then I rewatched the game, breaking down like each like really sitting there watching each play last night. Okay, let me tell you, it's great sitting down to rewatch a game where you know that the Cardinals never once got into the end zone. That's a party. <laughs> like all right, let's sit down and watch this game where we know they didn't Brutal. score. But I want to play this clip and you, you, I'm sure you've heard it at this point. But this is Kyler Murray after the game. Saying, okay, you have to be awake if you're going to play with me. I tell guys all the time, always be like, never, you know, never, you got to be awake playing with me. Like, I, I mean, it's um, no matter what the play is, uh, you know, I, I got free reign to do whatever, get into whatever. Um, so it, it, when you sleep and um, you don't think you're getting the ball, it's, you know, it's. We can't play like that. We, we everybody's got to, you know, everybody's got to be lit up, you know, in the game, uh, locked in, and we just got to be better, and we will be. But again, it's frustrating when you lose. We feel like you could, you know, could play better, could be in the game. So Wolf, I watched the game, but I didn't watch it super close. Heard that, and then was like, man, you can't be saying that about your teammates. Like, yeah. and, and maybe you can't. Maybe that's not the best. But then when I rewatched the game, yeah, I got to be honest, I was like. They could have caught these passes he was sure. throwing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't know. Just it was a, it was a weird way for me to take in how that game played out to then hear his comments and rewatch it closer and just be like, eh, you know, he's not. Even if he shouldn't say that, he's not totally wrong. He's not totally wrong, but again, um, listen, sometimes you have to call your teammates out. Sometimes you have to do that. Um, it wasn't like he named names. He didn't say anything about a name, and I think that's, that's smart. the difference. That really is. As long as you hold yourself to a level, you will hold nobody else to. Yeah, You have to be your harshest critic, especially as a franchise quarterback. Yep. And that's where he needs to continue to grow. Uh, more from Kyler Murray after the game talked about the first quarter struggles. I mean, you see the rest of the game is competitive, but that first first quarter is just, you know, can't make shit happen, can't, can't get anything going. It's just, uh, it's, it's bad. It's bad football. It's bad football right there. You know what? Honestly, you can't sugarcoat it. You can't do this. How many times have you heard me talk about it? You cannot do it, especially when you are the quarterback. You can't do it. You have to call it what it is. You have to say it the way that it is. It's bad football. Starting the way the Arizona Cardinals have started this year with their offense, it's bad football. What are you going to do about it? You know, just... um kind of get the pulse of the fan base after after each game and even going into the season, right? When it's when it's the NFL, it's easier to do that because it's one game. This is not the D-backs <laughs> reacting 162 times or even the Suns 82 times. And there were a lot of times last year, Wolf, as the season started to fall apart at the end of the year where I feel like a lot of the fan frustration was aimed at Kyler. And I feel like this year, I'm sure there's frustration with Kyler Murray, but most of the the frustration I'm seeing is not aimed at Kyler Murray. It's aimed higher up, honestly. It's aimed at people wondering if Kyler Murray is being used right or, or in a way where he's able to succeed. Now, look, he hasn't been amazing this season. He was amazing against the Raiders. Yes. But statistically, it's not like he's been amazing. Three touchdowns, one interception. But he... 
again, really hasn't been the reason that they have these two losses. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, I don't think Kyler Murray was the reason why the Arizona Cardinals' losses came. I think the offense, collectively, was the reason why they lost this game. They looked awful, in my opinion. Um, I don't know how Kyler graded out based on Onions. I, I don't know if he misreads. I, I, I can't wait to talk to Cliff about that. I, I don't think every decision was the right decision, but he didn't lose the game um, because he was doing the cha-cha in the pocket. He was not. Kyler Murray, I thought, played well enough to go out and win a game. Now, again, I don't know should he have forced the ball down the field more. They were playing a really soft cover two shell, man. They were playing a very, very soft zone. They wanted Kyler to throw everything in front of him. They wanted to keep everything in front of him, especially Kyler's ability to pull the ball down and run. So this was a game plan by Raheem Morris, the defensive coordinator for the Rams, and Sean McVay, I'm sure, chimed in, but... You know the offense is disappointing. Yeah, I think the I think the number was six. It was either five or six drops in the first half of the game by receivers, by Cardinals receivers. I mean, James Conner was mismixed in there as well. But it was, and it really wasn't one guy. It was just kind of like a bunch of different guys dropping the ball, except Hollywood Brown. I wonder how different this game looks if those guys make those catches. And I'm not saying that that would have changed the outcome. It might have, but I just. Going big picture with this team, because that's kind of what we have to look at right now. If those catches are made, and you're looking at Kyler Murray versus the Rams yesterday, and Kyler Murray versus the Rams in the playoff game, that's tangible progress from your quarterback, at least. Just not enough to carry you to wins. And, and yeah, it's no, so one hard of them has to, to carry that, you to wins. It's so hard to do that because of the context of a playoff game. It is. You know, there's a preseason game and the context thereof. And then there's a regular season game and the context thereof. And then there's a late regular season game in in December that really means something and and that changes it so much the pressure and the context and then there's a playoff game and then each playoff game just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger it's a, it to me it's all about the pressure that is the difference no that's true that's 100% and, true but he didn't look as rattled by Aaron Donald this time at least i know and that to me once again that was a good thing i'm going to put that in the positive column and move on. How big is that positive category today? Because it feels like it's not too big. <laughs> like it's the first time you had to open that category. Uh, all right, so we'll get back into Kyler's stuff um, later on as well. When we come back, sure, the Rams are a good team, but how much of yesterday's loss came down to the Cardinals' in-game decision-making? That's next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Here we go! Quick! Monday and Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. Let's go! Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! We're back here at the Dignity Health Arizona Cardinals Training Center. Big Red Monday, Wolf. Boy, this team, I've really... 
It's not that I thought going into a game against the Rams that, okay, you're going to just carry that momentum from that win over the Raiders, and here we go. But it would have been nice, right, <laughs> to go out here. Oh, oh yeah. We're actually above 500. We we scored first. We didn't fall behind. We could actually just play our game, make, make the Rams chase the game a little bit instead of the other way around. Not the case. Cardinals end up losing what ultimately, you know, on paper, it's it's a close game. It's 20 to 12. And really, second, third, fourth quarters were fairly even. I don't think the Rams looked amazing to you. They just started better. But the problem is for the Cardinals, the other team starting better has been an issue now for a little while. Um, we focused on that. I want to get your thoughts, though, on some of the in-game decisions that the Cardinals made, because I know that was one of the things when you walked in today, that was one of the first things you talked about. Yeah, you know, the in-game decisions, uh, by that I'm I'm thinking of a, a couple of specific moments in this game on not kicking the field goal at 11.29 of the fourth quarter to make it a one-possession game was, I think, a mistake. And, um, you know, I can't wait to talk to Cliff about that and see what Cliff thinks about it uh, with a little time and a little space removed. Yeah. Now, obviously, whenever you, you second-guess, you've got the benefit of hindsight. You Fair. do. But um, to me, I, I, I was wondering why that wasn't the case. And maybe it was because Cliff was already in fourth down mode. He was in fourth down mode. He was challenging his offense to go out and move the sticks and actually score points. He was challenging them by actually going for it on fourth down. What, five times in this game? They were 4-5 on fourth down. 14 times already this season. 14 times already this season. But, man, you think about five fourth downs. And it wasn't like the Cardinals were absolutely getting destroyed and blown out. It was 13-6 to at the half. Remember, it was a one-possession game. And in that second quarter, he went for fourth down twice in their own territory. Look, in the context of what we saw the Cardinals do last week in the second half against the Raiders, they were never getting blown out in this game. I mean, they were down 20 to nothing to the Raiders at halftime. (laughs) The Rams scored 20 points total yesterday, so it was always a winnable game. So I just want to know if, in fact, he would do it differently. Um, Obviously, again, the hindsight, but, man, he was in fourth down mode the whole way, even when you had the opportunity, kicked the field goal and it was a one possession game. I, I thought that would have been the prudent thing to do at that point in time. Cliff obviously disagreed with me and you know what? Uh, you're probably going to find 50-50 on that. Uh, 50-50 based on the fact that there are new age people that are out there, new age analysts that would say you got to go with it on fourth down. You should have gone for it right there. You were in touchdown mode, touchdown or bust, and then there's other people on the other side of that argument, like I am, that would say, you know what, you got to take the points and make it a one-possession game. So, I, you know, we could argue that all day long. It didn't work. That much we do know. And then there was game management. Um, the Cardinals... Um, they didn't use any tempo, really, in this game. It was weird. We were talking about that with one of the callers uh, a couple segments ago, and, and they brought up the end of the game, and, and you did as well, that for a team that you would think the identity would be, at times on offense, if you need to go quick, go ahead. That's that's kind of our strength. I mean, yeah. You can't do it all the time, but you would think, hey, you got to go quick right. at the end of a game. Here we go. 
they just, I don't, this team has not run at a high tempo all season, it doesn't feel like. There are times where they start to, but then they get a delay a game or something. Yeah, and, you know, once again, um, there they were. That surprised me that they didn't go up tempo, down two possessions, and they were on their own three-yard line, and there was 647 to play. Now, I can understand maybe getting out of the brown zone, where you moved out from your minus 20 in to your goal line. That's the brown zone. If you moved out of that, now all of a sudden I can understand uh, why you know um, you'd pick up the tempo because you didn't want to do it in the brown zone. It's very very important. You don't go three and out and punt the ball immediately. You want to go ahead and think about what it is you're doing and not be so willy nilly, especially with six forty seven on the clock. But once you got outside of the brown zone, you think I'm thinking to myself, here we go. They're gonna they're gonna pick this thing up, and they never picked it up. And that was really confounding to me, Luke. I, I didn't understand why they didn't pick up the pace yeah. in that situation when it's a two-possession game. It goes back to the attention to detail conversation of, of right now, if you if you could promise me, okay, hey, the Cardinals, this week against Carolina, you know they're going to have the ball down two, but they're going to have to start at their own five in the final two minutes. I mean, you have a quarterback that I like to have in that position. Look what he just did against the Raiders. But everything else kind of feels up in the air, right? Like, would they really be able to move the ball down the field, even into field goal range? If they had to score, do you trust them to do it quickly right now? I know that feels weird to say with the way the Raiders game ended. But again, a lot of that was Kyler Murray making crazy plays. And that is partially why you drafted him. And it's a lot of why you paid him. But... It does feel like there are other areas, and they're the areas you're talking about that could be cleaned up before you're even in that position. This is Kyler Murray after the game, because you mentioned the fourth downs. This is Kyler. Uh, he was asked about going for it on fourth down so often. I mean, it's really coach's call. Uh, you know, we, we, we kind of talk about it. Whatever he wants to go with, we go, we go with well, there you go, right there. <laughs> That's Short succinct, sweet, Kyler. You know, honestly, um, it is Cliff's call right there. And once again, I think early on, he did it in the second quarter. He went forward on, on fourth down twice mm-hmm. in their own end, once again. And we've seen him do this before in the past, uh, early in games, even in the first half. Um, I don't agree with going forward in those situations, but they got three points out of it by going for those two fourth downs. And, um, you know, once again, um, I'm old school, and Cliff Kingsbury is not. I can at least justify it a little bit in the first half of... At that point, you, you're probably thinking, we're not going to win a game against the Rams just by kicking field goals. Now, in the second half, the fourth down at your own 20s, like, all right, we, we kind of are seeing that this is a little bit of a lower-scoring game. But ultimately, that that did prove to be true. You're not going to beat the Rams kicking field goals. They would have needed seven yesterday, and that's that's a big ask of your kicker. So Yes. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you're going for it on fourth down as much if your offense is just finally going and moving along. Here's Cliff after the game. Uh, he said, consistency on offense. Offense is what they're looking for. Yeah, I was just close, you know, um, little things that, that are all fixable, which is encouraging this early in the season. But I just think consistency on offense is what we're fighting for. We have really good players, and um, I like what we're doing schematically. We got to make sure we're maximizing the players and um, figure out exactly who we are. We got to get some of those other pieces back. We have some dynamic receivers that um, will make a big difference at some point, but right now we got to figure out who we are for the next couple weeks. 
Man, I'll tell you, it's so interesting to hear that because once again, he said we got some guys who are great players, and they do, they do have some guys, and this is one of the reasons why I'm so disappointed and really dismayed this morning because I, I don't understand what is happening. <laughs> I, I don't understand how you've got the talent the Arizona Cardinals have on the offensive side of the ball, and then I look at the protection for Kyler Murray. It wasn't, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. The protection. No, for it was, Kyler it was bad in Week One. It really has been pretty good since. I would say it was good in Week Two, and it was it was decent yesterday. It was decent, certainly. It was not bad. It was not the situation that we saw in Week Fourteen, where Aaron Donald had fourteen pressures on no, Kyler. We Murray. never need to see that again. Yeah, we ne- we never need to see that, that was again. Excessive. Exactly right, right there. It was not like that though. It was it, there was many times a pretty good pocket for Kyler Murray and yet they they did not execute up front. They did not run the ball well. They never were able to do it. It's not like the Rams are a juggernaut when it comes to stuffing the run. They are not. They're basically right in the middle of the league. That's who they are. Now again, you've got to block Aaron Donald and I understand that. He's a heck of a player. (laughs) Maybe the best defensive player of all time. Ron Wolfley reporting but still um, I... They never came off the ball physically the way that I was hoping they were going to and were able to consistently control the line of scrimmage and give James Conner a, a breath, so to speak. Give Eno Benjamin some room to run. Give any of the backs room to run the ball. They weren't able to do it. You know, maybe maybe it was unrealistic to expect anything better than one and two in the first two games when you when you or three games when you have the Chiefs and the Rams mixed in there. But, you know, with the injuries as well, but then you watch these games play out, and yesterday was winnable. And you know, Wolf, yeah, they have injuries, and you don't have DeAndre Hopkins. Greg Dorch has been pretty good 20 catches on 23 targets through three games for 198 yards. He is one of those guys, like Hollywood Brown had that breakout game yesterday, and it, it sucks because it feels like he wasted it. But when Kyler Murray throws the ball towards Greg Dorch, don't you just kind of, okay, he's going to make a play, so he'll, he'll come up with it somehow. The kid is incredible. Love Greg Dorch. That should be translating into wins if you have a guy stepping up like that. I literally was talking about Dorch on the air yesterday during the call and lost my mind in the process <laughs> because he's incredible to watch him. I, I love that. He, dude. he will sell out to make any play any right play. now. And I think a lot of people's complaints with the Cardinals is collectively as a team, they don't see that urgency. Greg Dorch is playing with urgency. He's quickly becoming one of my favorite players to watch on this team this year. Coming up next, we're going to take you through the top stories of the day with Wolf and Down Your Lunch. It's Wolf and Luke on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.